But it was really this idea of a billion, right? Is how do you inspire a billion people around the world, right, to go vegan? How do you inspire a billion people around the world to take collective action? What if you could unite a billion people around the world around things like sustainability, around social impact? What if you could take all of this data? What if you could create a platform and take all of this data and use it as an instrument for social benefit, for social good? for social impact. In 2012, Vikas Garg entered the financial world, and for the next 13 years, he helped manage multi-billion dollar portfolios and hedge funds, and he worked from New York to California to Singapore. But then in 2017, all of that changed when Vikas decided he'd rather invest his time and energy to make the world a better place for everyone. And that kind of became his new mantra. So using his financial prowess and knowledge of data analytics and algorithms, Vikas developed an innovative social media app um, to use for social good. And his goal was to help a billion people save the planet. Now, with this app, users are encouraged to not only interact with one another, but also to leave reviews of sustainable and plant-based foods and products and restaurants and a, a number of different items. And in return, every time you leave a review, you're awarded uh, a little bit of equity in a billion, which is pretty cool for itself. And then you're also given a little bit of money to donate to a charity which is listed, a nonprofit that's listed um, on their site. And there's so many, and you'll find a lot that you already know. And in just six years, a billion has garnered over a million followers. And they are spread out over 187 countries, which is just remarkable. And it's now available in multiple languages, and they keep coming out with new ones all the time. So um, please now, if you would, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and check out all of our uh, episodes that are, you can be found with like photos and extended show notes for each episode at www.howwechangetheworld.co. Now, please join in conversation with Vikas Garg. Hello, Vikas. Hi, Deborah. How are you? I'm great. Welcome to the podcast. And thank you so much for coming on and joining me. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Good morning from Singapore. Yeah, you're 14 hours ahead, but you know, you look bright eyed and bushy tailed. So I'm, I'm 14 hours in the future. In the future. In Tell, the future. How is the future? How's the future looking? I've been, sleep like I've been sleeping most of the time. Okay. Not that much happened then. <laughs> well, I'm glad to see the world's still going to be here in 14 hours from now. Um, but I, I was just mentioning, like, I, I, I don't um, know you. I don't uh, haven't met you except for very, very briefly, quite a few, quite a few uh, years ago. And um, I do know, however, your beautiful, brilliant wife, Sonia. And, um, Though I haven't seen her in about 10 years either. So please give my love to her. And you have Thanks. a daughter now, correct? I have two. We have, oh, we two? have two oh. daughters. Yeah. Wow. So we, we have, we have a, a four and a half year old uh, who's um, uh, a menace and, and of course. <laughs> inc incredible and, and just this incredible little vegan human being. <laughs> and, um, uh, and I've got a eight week old girl 
Wow, um, congratulations. Just, I didn't know you. that. Who just who just um, was born into this world uh, right at the beginning of May and, uh, wow. and and yeah, my wife and I couldn't be happier. Like we're oh, just we, we're we're delighted. I bet that's very very exciting. So um, so I'm assuming that Sonia was vegan all the way through her pregnancies too, right? I mean, she's Sonia, never not my, Sonia, my wife. That's an interesting. I think we could probably spend a, a bit of time unpacking that. Uh, <laughs> my our first date back in 2007 when we first met was at a steakhouse so you know sonia oh. sonia comes sonia comes from a, a very red-blooded uh <laughs> red, meat. red meat red meat eating colorado family both yeah. mom and dad um and so i think the last thing that she could have ever imagined was ending up with a vegan or a vegetarian uh dating them let alone marrying them so right um, so Sonia, Sonia is incredibly health conscious. And so, you know, and because we have kids and, you know, we have a small household, uh, we're pretty much, she's pretty much vegan 95%. Last night we went on our first date night since, oh. uh, since she gave birth and right. we, we basically, we had a completely vegan meal, um, at, uh, at a restaurant. So Sonia is probably 95% of the yeah. way there. Yeah. Um, the thing that is hard for her, I mean, food is easy for her. The thing that she hasn't, it hasn't quite clicked where she's taking action is things like leather and, you know, shoes and fashion. Sure. Um, I don't think she'll ever wear, I don't think she'll ever wear a fur coat, but, um, Mm -hmm. but you know, there's certain things that she's just, she, she hasn't, hasn't triggered yet in spite of having a vegan husband. (laughs) I've tried, I've tried. Um, but, uh, but our daughters are vegan. Are they? And and she's fine with raising vegan kids. She, you know, she wasn't, she wasn't before she actually became pregnant. And then we start, she started talking about, she brought it up when she was pregnant with our first. And, um, and I was blown away because I always believed like, Hey, I've got to respect my wife, got to respect my wife's wishes. I am part of this minority, right. Of people who think this way. Mm -hmm. And it's not fair for me to impose. Um, you know, I, I, all I can do is inspire. And so, she brought up the conversation and, you know, the, the agreement was that if she ever felt that um, our children were co- being compromised in Their any health. way that, mm-hmm. yeah, that, and, and if she felt that she felt strongly about that, then, then she could, you know, she could do, you know, she could intervene or change. And I said, okay, well, the, that's incredible. Um, yeah. I, I'm really confident they're going to grow up to be even stronger and even healthier than the other kids and miraculously they're both alive and well i mean the, the eight week old is only breastfeeding right now right sure, um, sure so that, that's yeah. pretty straightforward yeah the um the four and a half year old is just crushing it in life and you know she's 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 healthy she's beautiful she's you know yeah. she's got all of her yeah. nutrition and just like any other kid she takes her supplements and you know gum drops and all this mm-hmm. sort of stuff mm-hmm. and she's super healthy so we're we're, right. we're blessed that's beautiful now. yeah yeah. Well, we, we jumped right into the vegan we conversation right without, we have, we put the cart before the horse a little bit, but, um, so let's back up and talk a little bit. Um, I might jump around a, a little bit with you, but I want to start with, um, sort of an overview of the company that you founded in 2017. Um, you know, it's called a billion. And usually I think when people hear the term billion or a billion or 1 billion or anything, sure. you know, you're thinking a Money. billion dollars 
or a yeah. billion stars, maybe, or maybe people. But um, you, there aren't that many nouns that we put next to a billion next to, right? So I think it was a, it's a very clever name in that way because it, it gets your attention. But, you know, I think, it, and it's very aspirational because as we'll talk about your goal, it's an aspirational title for a company. But, um, you know, it... It's uh, anyway, it could not be more when, when you find out that it's a, a social enter- it's not a social enterprise so much, but a, a social impact tech company that really changes it all of a sudden. You're like, oh, a billion. What does that mean? You know, how is that? How is that for social good? So um, let's talk about, you know, it couldn't be more aligned, first of all, than what this podcast is about making the world better, changing the world better, doing everything we can to in- encourage other people to do that, to create a more sustainable world. So Tell us, like, just as sort of an overview, first of all, what a billion is, what you do, and what it's all about, if you well, would. I, first of all, I just want to say what a privilege it is to to be on the show with you on my Friday morning. I have actually <laughs> never heard somebody say a billion stars, oh. and so that makes you a very, very, very special individual. Oh, well, there are a billion stars. <laughs> I know, no, but trillion, trillion. You know, yeah. I mean, I sit down all the time with, like, I sit down with people in business, with people, mm-hmm. investors, and nobody's ever said that. And so, well, you know, this is a, that, that's a really special thing. And, and knowing yeah. <laughs> how, knowing how special and spiritual your daughter is, I can only say, you know, that, 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 that's nice. Um, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to use that if you don't mind. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, but that's, you know, it, you're right. Like, um, and we wouldn't have said, we wouldn't have stopped at a billion. We would have said billions, but there's a show on Showtime called billions and it's about money and hedge fund managers and this and that. So that was already taken hmm. um, in terms of billions.com. But it was really this idea of a billion, right? Is mm-hmm. How do you inspire a billion people around the world? right, to go vegan? How do you inspire a billion people around the world to take collective action? What if you could unite a billion people around the world around things like sustainability, around social impact? What if you could take all of this data? What if you could create a platform and take all of this data and use it as an instrument for social benefit, for social good, for social impact? So Mm. I was sitting here in Singapore. I moved here eight years ago. And we're going to be coming up on six years um, uh, uh, starting this company on July 10th. So oh, just in a few days. Right? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Very busy I've, six years. <laughs> I've managed to keep it alive for the yeah. last six years. But, you know, it's it's incredible. Like we, we have every single day we have people in over 100 countries getting on a billion uh, and using it to create social change and using it to find things and using it to become vegan or live their best vegan life, right? And that's really what we are trying to do is really build this inspiring ecosystem for change um, that makes this lifestyle inspiring, makes this lifestyle easy, makes it a lot more accessible. Um, often for a lot of people, they don't have a sense of community around them when they decide to take the plunge. And so we give mm-hmm. them that community of people around the world. And we want to make the journey a lot easier for people. At the end of the day, what we want to do is really build, um, is build an ecosystem, which includes commerce, which includes the ability for people to start businesses and, you know, and, mm. and grow those businesses on our platform wow. um, by That's interesting. connecting into this, 
world of early adopters, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, whenever you start something, you need to find your tribe. You need to yeah. find your first hundred customers and your first sure. thousand customers, then your next 10,000 customers. And so we've done that. Um, yeah. uh, a, a, it's not about, it's been about seven or eight months, but we launched a marketplace, which now people around the world, you could get on there and start selling things. I get on there every weekend. This weekend, I'm going to be baking bread. Oh. <laughs> um, and I, I, that was my COVID hobby. I make sourdough bread and oh, wow. of course it happens to be vegan. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. And, 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 and so I sell it through the app and, you know, all of the money that people oh. pay for that bread gets donated to charity, um, through, all again, right. through, through the app. So yeah, we're just really trying to create a very different kind of social media platform. A lot of what, a lot of the ideas behind a billion kind of sprung up in, you know, in the midst of the 2016 U.S. election. I think, like, oh, I think interesting. Like a lot of a lot of Americans um, were very confused about what happened in that mm -hmm. election. I think and still are, <laughs> and still are, and I think it, I, I don't think that that's a, a, a political party thing. I think that no, just I think overall, whether you're Democrat or Republican, you're yeah. probably very confused. Um, and I think one of the things that we saw was, wow, like the role of social media and potentially the destructive role of social media in terms of election interference, in terms of the broader mm -hmm. sort of misinformation mm -hmm. that we see on there every single day. Um, and I just felt like, you know, a lot of what we were seeing in Silicon Valley and in tech was very nefarious. It was, hey, yeah. we're going to connect people around the world, but then we're going to check we're not going to have any values. We're not going to have any sort of responsibility over what happens next. And I just felt really an urge to see if that it was possible to actually connect people. But on social media, connect, yeah. we'll build a, a platform where mm -hmm. we connect people. And then we use that data for social good instead of, you know, instead of anarchy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> to, to, to name one thing. Well, yeah. okay. So that's really interesting. I want to, I want to ask you something before you go on then. Um, and that is like you mentioned, you know, like Sonia's 95%, your wife is 95% vegan. Um, this app, you, you meant, you know, very few, what percentage of the world is vegan? Maybe 2%, 1%, not much. We, right? we, when I talk to people, I, I, I ask them that question and is what if 1% of the world went vegan? Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and I, and I often, well, uh, there is no stat, right? Um, right. Cause nobody really knows, but nobody generally really knows. speaking. Yeah. I mean, look, there's pretty look, low. If, if the world is, you know, if the world is 8 billion, seven and a half, 8 billion mm -hmm. people right now, you mm -hmm. probably got, you know, you probably got a hundred million people in China that, you know, don't eat meat. Um, that and that's a combination of people who don't eat meat for out of choice and that's and a hundred and and people who don't eat meat because they cannot afford it um and then i don't think they'd call themselves vegan per se but, right they just and then don't you, happen to yeah and then you've got eat. a lot of people in places like india who live in the rural countryside who you know are, are vegetarian who don't mm -hmm. necessarily consume animal products or even dairy mm -hmm. products that often right um, right. So we're probably already at, you know, depending on how broadly we want to talk about it. But I think for if you, if we talk about it from the perspective of people who are really choosing and identifying with what it means to be vegan. Right. Right. That number is probably, you know, less than a percent. Less and, than a percent. Yeah. All right. Well, because I guess what I wanted to ask is that 
you use the word vegan, which is a very has a very specific connotation. Not just it's not even just no meat, no dairy. It has a yes. whole, like I said, the leather, the the animal exactly. rights, and all of that. Um, and I'm wondering, are you also trying to appeal? And again, we haven't gotten into what the what the app even does yet, and, and sure. what a billion does altogether. But just as a sort of a, a frame around it, um, I, are you trying to uh, entice or encourage people to become members or followers? What do you call people? Members? I guess they'd be members, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd be um, joining the community. Yeah. Uh, you'd be downloading an app or, yeah. or getting on our website. And that makes you yeah. a member? Okay. Yeah. So, but I mean, what if they're just sustainability oriented? Like maybe they... For sure. T- everything else they do, you know, is is sustainable, but maybe they haven't yet taken the leap to either dairy or meat and not eating those or, or maybe never will. Are they, are you also trying to encourage them to join? Absolutely, Deborah. Right. We're not going to get to a billion of anything of, you know, even a million or a billion of people if we're not welcoming. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the things that we did see on social media, um, you know, when we were looking at this, in fact, when, you know, Jesse, your daughter, Jesse and I were talking back in 2017 was that this community is, of course, supercharged. Right. And in social media, you can kind of dig these holes for yourself um, where you're surrounded by, you know, a group of other people that are are living the same values, but, and sort of be, be in your own bubble. And then, right. you know, really qu- kind of, there's a lot of attacking going on, right. Um, between communities, et cetera. There's a lot of trolling going on. Mm-hmm. So one thing is we wanted to create kind of a safe place where the mission was very much front and center. Like you're not going to join a billion if you're like a hardcore meat eater that likes to hunt and you're just not there yet, you're not even mm-hmm. open-minded about that, right? Or mm-hmm. interested. Mm-hmm. You might join a billion if you are a meat eater, but you're looking to reduce your meat consumption. You might join okay. a billion if you care about the planet, you care about the environment, or you care mm-hmm. about other social issues that mm-hmm. have to do with like things like world hunger or things like plastics just basic or, you know, you might be looking for gluten-free food, like gluten-free mm-hmm. options, right? And so there's kind of like, um, there, there's kind of like um, communities that I would say are overlap or are very, you know, basically they overlap. Sure, um, sure. And what I think ultimately is that our vegan movement, if we can be open-minded and at the same time welcoming our vegan movement, can really become the cornerstone or the linchpin or the center of the global sustainability movement, sure. right? So it's yeah. like in every movement, you've got your power users, you've got like your, in every platform and every business and every company, you've got like oh, yeah. your core, Hardcore. Yeah. right? People who, and that core like will change over time, meaning people will come into that, people will leave that, right? And our job is to figure out how do we welcome as many people into it? this ecosystem and then over time how do they naturally become part of that core so about half of our users around the world half of the people i I don't like to use that word users um but it's such it's like a tech thing but like yeah half members half of of the people right half of the people that are in our community that are on a billion every single day Mm -hmm. are not vegan or vegetarian oh that's interesting okay Um, that's really that that was probably yeah i could have just asked that question because that's really was i'm really happy to hear that because there's other things you can do research on and and learn about they're like hair skincare products and hair care products and all, all sorts of things so it's not only food 
food oriented. I'm just thinking what you were talking about is what we used to say, you know, you preach to the choir, but open the windows you know, you're preaching to the choir, but you open the windows. So, you know, you want uh, people yeah. to just kind of be tangentially involved and then eventually maybe they'll come sit in a pew or whatever to use an old, yeah, ab- an old analogy. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. want to have the door, you want to have the doors open, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's what we need to do so much in our society anyway, is just, can we just all kind of, we don't have to have every belief has, has to be the same. It didn't used to be that way and it doesn't work that way. We have to religiously believe one way, politically one way, food another way, and we can all, we can all hang out together oh, still. Ab- absolutely. Yeah. You know, absolutely. I think it, this is the part where it's like, if you can find common ground with somebody, right, if you can find one oh. thing to agree on, it just opens up the conversation and opens yeah. up the open-mindedness on both sides so much. And so it's important that we talk about sustainability. It's important about that we talk about social issues. It's important that mm-hmm. we talk about inequities health. in society <laughs> and health, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, of course, it's in really, really important that we talk about animals, right? Because I, and I, this is more of a belief. I also sure. see, I see this, but I have not yet kind of really quantified it or created a, stats on this using the data that we have. Um, mm-hmm. but we see this, right. It's like, we, we ask people when they join, like, Hey, are you, are you vegan? How, what do you identify with? Um, and then we see over time that people change that identity. It's kind of like on Facebook, how oh, you, really? you know, you're, you're single when you join Facebook and you're 18 and then, you know, uh-huh. you're in a relationship in your twenties and then you're married yeah. in your thirties. It's like, we've seen that as well. We've seen people mm. who join, who've joined the community and they're not vegan. And then over time, thanks to being feeling positive about it and at the mm-hmm. same time being introduced to things that maybe they maybe they're looking at you know reducing their meat consumption out of health but then they find that stickiness because they also start relating to like oh wow like there's so much destruction happening there's so much you know yeah. there, there there's so many other issues that are tied to this including things like world hunger and health and and all of these other things climate um, change <laughs> climate change exactly that you know it just makes sense to to try and Mm -hmm. uh and then they get you know and then they get hooked and they get excited about it and and so you know it's really interesting and we find a lot that that at the end of the day that one of the big reasons that people stick with being vegan is because Mm -hmm. they discover the inequities or rather they don't want to be part of them anymore and they discover Mm -hmm. this love or newfound I always say every kid loves animals, right? Like you ever ask a they kid? They do. Right? Every kid on the planet loves animals. Yeah. But just so forget. They, they, yes, exactly. They rewind and they rekindle that sort of mm. you know, romance that they have with, yeah, with the animals. That definitely thing. happened to me. That's exactly what happened to me. Because you do, you kind of get separated from them in life. And then, yeah, it, it, being vegan definitely raises your awareness of and your love for animals too. Whether whether your animal loving makes you go vegan or veganism makes you love animals more, it, it, there's there's a connection that you absolutely cannot discount. But oh, I, I did want to I want to ask you about health a little bit because I did hear you speaking on another podcast. Um, you know, before we go more into the program and, and the business um, about your own personal background, because I know you you were raised Hindu in India. Were you vegetarian just by, by culture and religion, and by then birth, um, yeah. by birth, yeah, <laughs> uh, like your kids are now, um, vegan. But um, 
but then you, when you moved to America, you know, your parents, all of you started eating dairy and, um, and then your it. parents, a lot of dairy. Lot yeah. Of Cheese yeah. pizza was your food group. You said, yeah, it was uh, Is, a slice yeah. of New York city pizza was basically my food <laughs> pyramid growing up. Okay, it's hard. Day. It's hard to say that that's, that's not a tempting thing, you know, but you can Absolutely. have vegan cheese pizza now and, and be okay. Um, but, but your parents both had health issues that developed that were pretty consistent they with what severe, yeah. dairy eating yeah. populations have. Can you talk about that for a minute? Yeah. If, yeah. if you're willing. I, I, I know. Absolutely. And it was a big reason. It was a big part of my why, um, mm. you know, um, for going vegan. Um, because oh. I was vegetarian for a long time. I was vegetarian all the way through my twenties. Um, and, and to be honest, like I loved leather. I would never mm -hmm. wear fur. I, I never had any yeah. sort of desire for, but I loved, you know, leather and it was normal. Sure. I had this romantic view. I, you know, I went to PETA rallies when I was a kid hmm. and uh, yet I, we never talked about leather. We never made that connection until, yeah. until it sort of clicked. Right. And again, it was, it was people like your daughter, Jesse, who were really instrumental in, in, in kind of and in, in inspirational and a lot of discussions there. Mm -hmm. But, um, but you know, it was really interesting. Yeah. Uh, in India, like in India, our vegetarian diet back in the 1980s, I'm 42 years old, um, this year. And, and so I was born, I was born in the early eighties and, uh, I like to say I'm in the inaugural class of millennials, because if you look up the definition of millennial <laughs> on Wikipedia, it it's 1981. So I like just made it. Oh. <laughs> um, but my, my wife does not agree with that definition. She's like, yeah, dude, you're not, you're too old for that. But, um, <laughs> but so, hey, you know, if, if Wikipedia <laughs> says that, you know, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. And so, um, we came, we moved to the States. It was my brother and I and my mom and dad in, in 1985. And mm. we grew up in, grew up in Queens and New York city. The obvious thing mm. that most immigrant families do, they land at JFK and they move to Brooklyn or Queens. Yeah. Um, and then they spend the rest of their lives there. And my parents yeah. are still in that same house, uh, oh. that, that we got a few years later. And, um, you know, and then we didn't really think about it. Like it, the thing, the thing that, we started to do was we started to go to instead of going to like our neighborhood market like the equivalent of today's farmer's market in the u.s mm -hmm. like in india we call that a sabji mandi it was like basically it means like a vegetable market okay you know that's that's where my mom would have gone and brought bought you know fresh fruits and vegetables and you know we ate fresh fruits and vegetables and lentils and grains right we didn't eat a lot of dairy dairy was a luxury item okay. in in mm -hmm. india at that time so you would go to an indian restaurant and that's the only place where you would eat something like paneer which is like you know indian mm -hmm. cheese and mm -hmm. you know and that's where you would go and your tomato soup would have some cream in it and it was like always seen as a big luxury huh today you go to indian restaurants anywhere in the world and they have like a whole page it's called like a paneer menu and that's yeah, like what they have is vegetarian food and it's, it's really, it's, it's bastardizing, uh, Indian food in my opinion. Um, yeah. but, but you know, that, that when we moved to America, we started eating like Americans except the vegetarian versions. So it was Cheetos and Doritos and frosted flakes with milk and um, everything processed 
and and bagels with cream cheese, you know, New York City yeah. and buttered yeah. muffins and yeah. and pizza, a lot of pizza, right? And <laughs> and it was just we didn't think about it because actually, like, well, you're in the culture, you're surrounded, you're swimming we, in a culture of of that. Well, we, everything that we saw on TV was like you had this incredibly positive association with dairy. We had these got yeah, milk, got milk yeah. campaigns with all of these beautiful you know, people models saying how great milk is. I still remember when we fell in love with pizza, my brother couldn't tolerate cheese. So my brother used to do something really gross, which was he used to like (laughs) take all the cheese off of a slice Hmm. and put it, put it on there. And like, I don't know if you've ever seen a slice of pizza without cheese on it. It kind of looks like if if you're vegan and you can't get, yeah, I have. In fact, I think I've done that. So I'm as you gross know, as your were, brother. <laughs> exactly. Right. And so like, I always was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you can't, you can't like, you're, you're making us look bad. We're already like these weird Indian kids, you know? And, and but it was because he, he, he felt allergic to it. He didn't feel yeah. good after he ate it. Sure. Right? Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and, uh, and, and so, you know, it was, it was funny, like we, we just became kind of programmed to consume a lot of dairy. And if I look at mm-hmm. photos of us from when, when we arrived in America and I look at photos of us when we were five years later, six years later, 10 years later, we were like all, you know, we were all round. very round. Exactly. Yeah. yeah that's a good, I nice mean, that's what it. it's a, well, it's a cultural, it's a statistical, it's not an anomaly. It, it, it's what happens when people who come from, all over the world, you know, uh, where their meat is very small amounts, if at all, and dairy is non-existent, they come here. I mean, that's very typical. You can almost expect it. Mm. Five, ten years later, here comes the weight, here comes the disease, because we live on, yeah. So absolutely, you know, and and uh, yeah, it was interesting because I was there's a lot of reasons for it. I was talking to Dotsie Bausch yesterday, just about mm. 24 hours ago. Dotsie's, of course, incredibly inspiring. She's the, uh, oh. the, the cyclist in the Game Changers. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I was great. Remember she, that. She, she, she's, yeah. She was like the oldest uh, athlete, I think, wasn't she? Uh, she, won a, yeah. she won one or two, two medals at the, at the 2010 Olympics, if, if I'm not mistaken. But just phenomenal. And she's really inspiring. And today she spends all of her time um, she lives in, she lives in Orange County, but she spends all of her time, um, up in Sacramento, um, uh, uh, you know, lobbying and, and, and talking to the industry, talking to schools and trying to get these changes passed, all these bills passed and propositions passed in, in California. For, for what? Well, she, so she, for- she, she runs a nonprofit called Ditch, um, you know, uh, Ditch for Good or Ditch Dairy, right? And, okay. And, um, and and it's it's all about dairy consumption. So she was, she was telling me that, you know, we have been programmed, even in the school system in America, we have been programmed. There was an act in 1946, which basically brought dairy into American public schools and made it compulsory mm. to give out, give kids cartons of, of milk. So, you know, look, I mean, growing up in the 80s, it was definitely like, it just, it, it was all around us. It's like, hey, milk is good for you. Here's sure. milk, here's milk in school, here's mm-hmm. strawberry milk birth, and chocolate for me. milk. Yeah, and, right. Yeah. We had and it from infancy. Exactly. So, and so, so what you happened know, with your parents then? Yeah, so my mom and dad, like, you know, my, my mom, I, I think today all of the female reproductive issues and sort of the issues that have to do with the reproductive system that are linked to dairy consumption have, you know, have my, my, my mom has, has had, my mom 
Mm. Um, my mom has been through cancer now. She's a cancer survivor two times over, mm. um, first with breast cancer about 15 years ago. Mm. Um, and then uh, most recently last year, she was diagnosed with stage four ovarian cancer, um, oh, which again, we know that there's a big link to, to dairy and ovarian cancer. Um, she, uh, she has walked back from that and managed to survive and she is, she's coming to Singapore in, in next week, which I'm super excited oh, about. Beautiful. So it's going to be her. Yeah. So that, that's a big step for her because that's a huge, that's, um, from New York city. That's a 19 hour flight. It's the world's longest flight. Wow. So that's taken that a huge, is, whew, that's a long flight. So surgery, chemotherapy last year, that was, you know, I was in New York a lot last year and, um, um but you know, my mom's been <sighs> vegan now for five ish years, five, six years. And it's changed her life. Like mm -hmm. a lot of the swelling, a lot of the bloating, a lot of the inflammation, a lot of the, uh, the side effects that, you know, from the chemotherapy, from the radiation, oh. um, that she had, um, a lot of just the issues with her body, her, her spirituality, her mentality, it just, by going vegan, it brought in completely new sense of purpose to her life. And at the same wow. time, uh, at the same time, it, it, uh, it brought a whole new perspective on cooking. It brought, yeah. it made the whole home healthier. Um, and she is incredibly healthier for it. Yeah. Um, and likewise with my father, my father had, um, heart problems. He had his first stent put in, in 2005. And then he ended up in, in around Memorial Day weekend in 2009, he had, um, uh, he had a triple bypass and that, you know, that scar also, it's like about this big, right? Changed his life forever. He didn't go vegan for a while after that, but I think, you know, again, my passion for but he it. Did and he went vegan eventually. Okay. And my dad's, my dad's one of these guys that can be tempted. So, you know, if, if, if like <laughs> somebody from India shows up at the house with a box of sweets, you know, that are made up with dairy, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, he's, Listen, resist you know, and th but there's this, I remember uh, uh, talking to a, a customer for, uh, years ago and I was talking to him about going vegan and he said, you know, I really, really want to be vegan. He said, but I just have this one thing that every night from my whole entire life, I like to Right before I go to bed, I drink a, a tall bit. glass of milk. And he said, that's the only reason. He said, other than that, I could go vegan. And I'm like, well, so go vegan and just have a glass. Of I mean, who says that this ha we have to be 100% to have make sure. a difference? And I think that's so important because that scares people to say, oh, you can never have this for the rest of your life. You can never have a sweet that somebody brings you from India. There are some people like Jesse who has never, I don't think, had one bite of uh, anything since the day she went vegan. She's just that kind of a person. Yeah. Me, on the other hand, I just spent three months in Belize, and although I've been vegan since I think twenty since twenty eleven, I had I had dairy for the first. I had things I couldn't get anything. It was really difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, even though I, I, I wouldn't believe that I would have uh, broken my you know commitment, but yeah. I did. And I think it's important to yeah. say that you, you don't have to be perfect to make a difference. And now that I'm back in the United States and I have access to, uh, actually I want, we should get back into a billion because I, I made, I had vegan sushi last night 
right down the street from here, which was unbelievable. And so today I, I did a review of it on a billion. So I want to talk about Thank the you. app. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, Deborah. it was fun. I can't believe I haven't, I joined before, but I wasn't active. So I still had an account and I'd be like, okay, now I got to get serious about this. Oh, thanks. So well, I got to connect, I... connect with you. What's your username? Um, is it my email? I don't know. Is it my email? It might be, maybe it's just, or your name or something. I'll, I'll search for you on the app. Okay. I'll, yeah, I'll look when we get off. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so just touching, anyway, you know, just touching on the health, on the health part, I think okay. that, you know, my, my father, my father um, was diabetic before he had heart problems. My mom never had heart problems until, and my mom never had problems uh, with, with, with her health. She was incredibly healthy um, until sort of her first bout with, with, you know, with cancer. Um, and, you know, I, my mom and dad came to America they don't drink. They didn't drink. They never smoked. They were incredibly healthy. And so yeah. when these health problems started happening, I, I was, it was confounding. It was like, where is this coming from? Like right. here are two people, you know, and I was in my twenties in New York city and I was doing everything right. Like, you know, it's like drinking, smoking, <laughs> eating all everything, of it, right. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and everything that's related to like going out and having a great time yeah. and, and whatnot. Yeah. And, you know, and, 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 uh, uh, and I, I started to think about food. I started to look at like, I started reading research that was talking about the links between dairy consumption and the hormones and, and bovine leukemia and breast cancer in America. And mm -hmm. I started asking, I started seeing research where it was saying that, you know, 40, 50, even 60% of, of women's breast cancer cases, there, there's, yeah. you know, traces of, of things like bo hormones for bovine leukemia. And I, I was like, why aren't we hearing about this stuff more? Like well, I, if this is true, or even if it's not true, even if it it's feels, partially true, <laughs> yeah. even if it's partially true, we should be hearing about it and there should be yeah. more research about it. And why isn't there a lot more research about it? And why yeah. aren't doctors talking about it? Right. And, yeah. and I remember when, you know, I went vegan, like when I went vegan, like, and I completely stopped consuming dairy so many of my health problems completely cleared up, like my acne cleared up. And I just like, you know, like just shrunk down as a person really? and like, you know, and I just had a lot more energy and vitality. And, uh, yeah. and I started to just really, that was the big aha moment for me. I was like, you know, what if the things that we're eating? And then I was like, wow, that's, I'm so stupid. That is so obvious. Like it's so course, obvious, but the only thing we do, like it's for not my dog, you're... <laughs> yeah, if, if, you know, I was just going to say for my dog, like there's only one input in his life, which is what we used to put inside of his mouth. Right. And it was like, and we knew that for our dog, how important what he eats is and yeah, yeah. It, for his vitality. And so we really took care of him that way. And I was like, wait, it's the same thing here. How, how are we not thinking about this more? Well, I mean, I just would argue that the the reason that we didn't is because we trusted people like the American Medical Association, the American Dairy Association, you know, right. the lobbyists are, are, right. are paying for a lot of access and that's how we get milk in the schools. And I mean, right. the, the information we've gotten and when you look at the amount of advertising, the amount of uh, corporations who are making things purposefully to taste delicious that are filled with fat and dairy and meat. I mean, it, it, it's a, it's a challenge, you know, you have to really 
think about it. You have to really make a commitment to say, I'm not going to just do what the average American's doing because it's killing the average American and statistics will show us bear that out every day of the year. So, I mean, I think we're all sort of victims of that. And then we kind of just have to take back the ownership of our lives and our health. But I don't think that people were stupid. I think it's just like we are swimming in the culture of that. And it's very, you have to swim upstream to, to make a, a different oh. choice. So, so I don't think anybody can really beat themselves up until they know. But once they know, then it's your decision, right? Once you, once you understand sure. that everything you eat and really look at the facts of everything you eat, it, it, then it's, then it's on us, right? <laughs> then no, it's abs- on our absolutely, absolutely. I mean, look, it's, it's, it's plain and simple. We've all been hoodwinked. Right. And you yeah. could be the smartest person in the room. Um, yeah. But, you know, if all of the information and the statistics and the research reports and everything you're reading, you're just being lied to, you. you're being you're effectively yeah. being frauded, defrauded. Right. And yeah. that's yeah. that's the thing. It's like I think the American consumer has been defrauded by, yeah. you know, by our governments, by Plus our Plus it tastes really but, good. And yeah, yeah and we're tastes, not we're not we don't really have good. rock hard. <clears throat> Yeah. So, but now there's so much vegan, like that vegan sushi I had last night was wonderful. So let's, let's get into um, a little bit of what a billion is because it's so important. And I really want people to know about this app and know about this business because I mean, you're killing it. You're really, it's taking off and uh, you had a vision that was really ahead of your time. So yeah, let's talk about the app. Like maybe, you know, I don't know if you want to start with how the app works. If you want to just kind of yeah. talk about the bigger, you know, the, the yeah. giving, social so, giving or whatever sure. angle you so, want to start with. Sure. So, you know, we are at the core, we are a, uh, like a consumer review app, right? So <clears throat> think of TripAdvisor and what TripAdvisor did for travel and for hotels, you know, 25 years mm-hmm. ago, it gave people a real window into and transparency into hotels uh, at a time where, you know, a lot of people just would go off of what their travel agents were saying and where they, you know, wh- where they'd go and were unhappy or yeah. um, a lot of other platforms like that. More more recently, we, we, we draw a lot of inspiration from a company called Vivino, which is this review platform for wine that really helps make people's experiences around wine better. And so oh. we sort of did the same oh. thing, which is, hey, let's create six years ago. I set off to say, hey. Let's create a consumer review platform for the vegan movement. You know, this is about food at restaurants. This is about products that people are buying at the store and online. Mm -hmm. Let's give people a voice. um, And then let's constructively use that voice to expand the market, right? So how can we, A, create better supply, show people if we can get people to start posting reviews of things, then we can start helping people find the best things. And for a long time as a vegan, I was not having good options. You know, I'd go to the store and I'd buy something and it was crap. Yeah. Or I'd go to a restaurant and I was yeah. like, just so not really much. impressed. Yeah. Or I was using other platforms and I was going to Japan and eating falafel. And then I was going to, you know, China and eating falafel. And I was just like, there's much more to this. I want to be it's able gotta to go be to more. <laughs> yeah. I want to be able to go to Tokyo. I want to be able to have food at like an awesome, cool, trendy restaurant in Tokyo. And I want them to really, I want them to really give thought and prepare something amazing for me. And I want to, I want that to be on the menu. Like, I, you know, and so I kind of was like, how do you actually create that? How do we 
get data to businesses? Huh. How do we inspire businesses? How do we create a platform for consumer advocacy that makes the experience of being vegan or choosing vegan better for everyone, better mm -hmm. for the consumer, better for hmm. the business? How do we get yeah. how do we get businesses to a place where people are ordering that option? So businesses see that there's an opportunity in it. How do we get consumers to yes. demand better? And you know, how do we create this whole ecosystem around change that then also helps this entire industry grow and prosper? Um, so that's really what a billion is all about. And one of the interesting things that we've done that is very different than like, let's say, you know, TripAdvisor and its generation social, like on like, you know, I would say that like the internet was not so social in the late nineties, early two thousands, um, when TripAdvisor started. But when we, mm -hmm. when you look at like today, you know, people are used to sort of a user experience that's similar to Instagram or TikTok, And that's really what we built also was really, Hey, how do we, yeah. we're building this core utility of helping people find things and helping people have a voice, giving people that voice to effectuate change and to, to say what they like and don't like and putting that all on a map. But let's also bring a community together. Let's make that whole experience very social. And that's so, the social media part, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Cause so people so, can comment. So I can say I went to a restaurant and had this great meal or I went to the grocery store and found this great product or whatever it is yeah. and just post about it. Like you might post about it on Facebook or something, but you're posting exactly. to a specific community. Yeah. Exactly. And so it's really, it's like a social review platform that now has become a social commerce or a social marketplace. Um, yeah. and we're helping people around the world launch vegan businesses. Um, people are buying and selling. Um, people can come on board in more than 40 countries around the world now and, and, and start selling and plug their bank accounts in and getting paid when they yeah, create vegan products. And so yeah. in a way, like for me, the dream has been is, is how do we, create, you know, we draw a lot of inspiration from companies like Etsy, uh, companies like Kickstarter, companies like, um, you know, companies like TripAdvisor and Vivino. And how do we bring all of this together in a way that makes sense to help build and grow a whole global vegan community? Um, that's what the app is all about. And I'm really proud to say, like, you know, we've got over a million people uh -huh. Uh, now on on a billion from around the world, from around over 187 countries. Oh, is it We've up got, to 187? That's almost the whole. There's only like 190 some countries in the world. I think there's like 240, 40 odd. Oh, there are. That, that, oh, I didn't. That like okay. are recognized by the United Nations. Oh, right? I didn't know But there like, were that many. Um, I thought it was one. There, there's like a lot of places. in the UN. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But there's, um, but you know, what's really interesting is it's, I mean, in some of these places like Namibia or Iraq, we might have one or two people that like have somehow found yeah. us or in Cuba. That's how it but starts. That, <laughs> yeah. But that was the challenge for us in the beginning. I'm sitting here in Singapore. I, I moved here eight years ago from California. Um, and the idea was, you know, how do we, Hey, we know that this is a global problem. Um, how do we build a singular user experience that anyone anywhere in the world can use. Now we've launched the app in, you know, in, in five or six different languages. Two weeks ago, we just launched the app in French, um, which is really cool. So the app's available in French and Italian and Spanish. Uh, it's available it's in Brazilian, Portuguese, um, <laughs> and soon, soon Mandarin, but that all the oh content goodness. on the app can be translated. You know, there's thousands of 
posts being created every single day and all of that content can be translated in any language anywhere oh, it in can. the world. Yeah, so you I, just can, this I can go button. to Paris, for example, and, and in English read about a French restaurant? Is yes. that what you're saying? Really? Yes. Wow. Yes. That's, yeah. You'll that's see impressive. reviews and wow. posts pop up from people in France or in Paris where you are. Wow. And then if you click yeah. a button, you can translate all of that. So really powerful. You've been busy. <laughs> yeah. 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 We, we have been, we have been busy and, you know, uh, one of the cool things about the platform, I had no idea, you know, like if you ask anybody anywhere in the world, like if you ask somebody in America, like, Hey, tell me about a plant-based burger. They're going to say the impossible burger or the yeah. beyond burger. Yeah. But we, we have more than 5,000 plant-based burgers from around the world, just on our platform, unique plant-based wow. burger options. Five thousand. I saw you had 30,000 like meat options. Plant, plant, or, you I know, think that number is probably plant-based higher. From the, the last time, you know, from, from 30,000, it's probably closer to 40,000 plant-based meat products today on yeah. the platform. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we've got around 550,000 consumer products across food, beauty, and fashion. So you can use a billion to find your next pair of sneakers or your next bag, or you can yeah, use it mm. to find your next, you know, um, eyeliner or mascara, or you can use it to find your next meal. We have 125,000 restaurants globally that are on our platform. And I think one of the and coolest they- things that we do is we send all of this data back to the businesses. Why? Because we want them to improve Huge. the experience. And yeah. I'll just give you one example. In a market like Singapore, when I started, there were less than a thousand vegan options across about six thousand restaurants that we looked at menus. Mm. You know, we scraped the internet for restaurant menus. Yeah. And we found like that less than two percent of options on on menus at restaurants in Singapore Whoa. were vegan. Today, I believe that. Today we have more than thirty thousand. I think we have about thirty-two thousand options at around 6,000 restaurants. So in the, and that's really? like in five years, we've helped that's expand. That's incredible growth. That's incredible. And, and do you think, do, do you, I'm sorry, go ahead. Keep going. No, it's just, we've, we've expanded. We, because we're sending all this data back to businesses. That, that's what I was going to gonna inspire ask. Them, we're getting Japanese restaurants to compete for who's got the best vegan Japanese food. Last night I went to, last night I went to a, a an Israeli restaurant an Israeli seafood restaurant. And thanks to the, our work, thanks to me, you know, thanks to my personal work with the chef, but also thanks to, you know, our work getting content back out to the, these businesses. I'm really proud to say that this Israeli seafood restaurant has an amazing dedicated vegan menu, right? Is this and in Singapore or in, in Sing- Israel? In Singapore. No, in Singapore. Oh, Israeli in Singapore. restaurant in Singapore. Yeah. Well, you know, an I will Israeli tell you seafood that restaurant. Yeah, that's incredible. Seafood, yeah. all seafood, all vegan seafood. Well, no, or no, some they of the products. Seafood. They they don't they don't necessarily believe in like um you know kind of like the the sort of whole mock meat thing. But what, what they, yeah. they're just really delicious, natural. A lot of you know lentils and vegetables and and and. But you said it's a seafood leafy. restaurant, right? It's a seafood so they have restaurant. seafood, and then they also have these other options. And then they have these amazing you know whole. Very oh. nutritious, whole plant-based food, vegan yeah. options. That let me tell you, you know, I was probably the only person. My wife and I were the only people, you know, around the table that chose the vegan options, and yeah. everybody was looking at what we were eating. That that's happened to me before too. You know that that brings up two points to me. I spent a lot of time in the Middle East before I did 
what I'm doing now. Um, like 15 years I worked with the Middle East and both in Israel and a lot of Arab countries around Israel. And, um, Israel, first of all, has one of the largest uh, vegan and vegetarian populations in the, yes. in the world. So I'm sure they're probably, I don't know if you're going to, uh, use Hebrew soon, but that, that would be a good one. Um, and there's so many great, I think this idea of, I mean, cause I really try not to eat processed food myself. So, you know, I do eat a lot of lentils and, and, you know, rather than impossible burgers, sometimes I do, but I'll do both. Um, and so I'm th I was curious when you said that, so some of the restaurants, um, or maybe a lot of the products or restaurants are more are less processed and less like mock meats. It just I mean, depends. Those, it just depends. They're both yeah. right. It's in, they're, both they're both available. Okay. Yeah, it just that, it that just depends. Good. It just depends on you know it depends on the restaurant. It depends on the chef. Some chefs love sure. cooking with plant based meat, and there are some amazing restaurants here that have delicious Impossible Burgers, or you know, and 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 that's yeah. wonderful because it provides something for people who you oh, know yeah. want want to have that indulgence. Um, yeah. And and I'm always happy to try everything. You know, I, I, um, I yeah. for me the challenge is I've never had meat in my entire life. I've oh, never had. Oh, that's so different, right? I've never had calamari. So when somebody gives me vegan calamari, I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. Does this taste like calamari? Like I have no that's, reference point. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Which is I didn't think cool about that. That's interesting. It's kind of yeah. cool because I'm just thinking can, about it. Well, is this food that I like? You know, that's, I'm just thinking not about it. Not does it, it like, taste oh. like the original. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, very interesting. Yeah. Well, um, please talk about the, um, the, the other really important parts of uh, a billion because you're giving back so much to so many organizations. And I was surprised even after making one, review that i already got What'd you get? a reward i got like how much you mean yeah did you get like a dollar 50 i got a dollar 20 i was i got a dollar 20 all okay. i did was one review it took me a few minutes um two points i wanted to make about making the review one of them is that yeah i got a dollar 20 and so i took uh, so the dollar, and I'll, I want to explain this. So a dollar gives yeah. me equity in the company, which blows yes. my mind. Yes. And then the 20 cents I gave to, uh, well, I, I gave it specifically to OPS, which is Oceanic um, OPS. I can't remember that. You were just Shepherd, Sea Shepherd. No, no, no OPS. Uh, oh, Oceanic Ocean Preservation Society. Preservation Society. Ops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Louis yeah, Sohoyes yeah. is yeah. Yes. And which I love. I had featured them in a book I wrote, so I was very excited. Like, oh my gosh, there's people I know on here that I can direct my twenty cents to OPS or to Mercy for Animals or or someone like that. So I was. I was thrilled and I didn't even spend any money. I just wrote a review. And so now yeah. my favorite organizations are getting money from, from the review. So can you explain just a little bit how that, how that works? Yeah. It's a huge part of so, it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, honestly, I think one of the, so we're, we're a pla uh, as a, as a business, as a business model or as a platform, we are what, you know, in, in the industry we would call user generated content. Right. So it means that like, we've just created kind of the, framework right but everything you see on a billion is the voice of the people it's what people like yourselves are saying mm -hmm. and doing around the world right and if people don't show right. up every day and especially in the beginning you know how do you get people to actually come and create the content create yeah. everything that how you do you inspire see them 
less than 1% of people on TikTok will ever create a TikTok video. Less than 1% of wow. people on Instagram actually create content on Instagram. Really? Right? One, Most, less than 1%? Yeah. There's so much content. I think so. I think so. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, huh. and, uh, it's low and anyway. so that's the, yes, there's so much content, right? There's so much content, but most yeah. people are just there browsing and looking at stuff, right? And that's okay because mm. those people do a lot of other things that help those businesses become valuable, right? So you need both, right? And, mm -hmm. uh, and for us in the beginning, one of the things that, you know, we had to really think about, like the proverbial chicken and egg is how do we get people to start using something when it's slow, when it's clunky, when it's, breaks yeah. down when it's not very fast, you know, and, and, and by the way, it's like something new. And how do you rip people apart, rip people away from the time that they're spending on Instagram and, you know, right. and, and Facebook yeah, to entice them, you know? And, and so for, for us, for me, it was, um, uh, I started looking at animal sanctuaries, started talking to um. animal sanctuaries and I've over my life supported a lot of animal rights and animal welfare and animal sanctuaries um, and volunteered. And I just felt like, let me start talking to a lot of the, the animal sanctuary founders that I know, um, to see if, you know, they could help. So I didn't feel like, you know, a lot of people will pay influencers or they'll spend a ton of money on marketing and branding and advertising. And I just felt like our, the time was not ready, right for that. Like we had a crappy product we had a clunky app when you start that just to say it's not anymore i, I don't yeah, remember it then but thank you of course but, it starts you know, that way but now it's like a it's like a race car it's it's beautiful i appreciate it oh thanks yeah, Deborah. i love um, it but you know it's not it's still not it's still not there yet and and i think that you know uh i i think that uh it really in the beginning it was about how do you bring that tribe those group I of see. really passionate early adopters mm -hmm. on board and i just didn't feel like you know, I'd have conversations with influencers and say, yeah, give me, you know, $5,000 and I'll create posts about you. And I'm like, well, can you and it's use all the fake and it's fake stuff, right? And I was like, can you use the app? And they're like, oh, I don't need to use the app. And I was like, but yeah. so you're not. So I, we started talking to animal sanctuaries and what we did was we realized that there was an opportunity to really create like a global coalition of sanctuaries. Um, and instead of spending and, you know, pissing away money on marketing, what if we could actually create real impact and build a user experience where this choice that people are making, they're making you what did you do yesterday? Well, you ate something or you used something vegan mm -hmm. and then you shared information about it, what you liked and didn't like on a billion, which helps other people make mm -hmm. better decisions around, you know, the vegan products that they buy mm -hmm. or the food that they eat at restaurants. So you're helping this community at large. And what we're doing is we're then backing that up. It's like, hey, you're helping me, you're helping us build this instrument, this company, mm -hmm. and we're rewarding you with a stake. Imagine if YouTube did that. Like YouTube, you can make money on YouTube, you can make money on TikTok, but you know where the real money is in TikTok and YouTube? It's the ownership, it's the control. And getting back to what we saw in 2016 with the US election, I felt like if we can put ownership of our business in the hands of our community, the people that are here really helping to build the company, what could be better, greater than that? So I think we've, you know, we've given equity wow. out now to more than 30,000 people around the world own a stake in a billion. Um, and that's just been an incredible thing for me. And on top of that, people 
people when they when they um, make a choice, when they make a vegan choice, and when they share information about that, we reward them with up to a dollar, depending on you know the quality of the post and how much your engagement and your history with mm-hmm. the community. So basically, how much work are you putting into the community? Right. We reward you a dollar in equity and we reward you with up to another dollar. So you could actually earn up to two dollars. We'll reward you with another dollar up to another dollar to donate, to save animals, to plant trees, to, um, you know, to put food on the table for hungry children in parts of Africa and, Hmm. you know, support some certain humanitarian causes that are vegan. For example, in the Ukraine right now, we support a vegan kitchen that's giving out vegan meals to really. I didn't see who, all of yeah. that. I'm going to go back and see, read yeah. them all because there's it's, quite a, there's yeah, so yeah. many of them. There's yeah. around sixty or seventy partners around the world that we support. How many? Sixty. Sixty or seventy. At oh any my time. goodness. Yeah. Okay, because I was trying yeah. to look here because I've tried to see. The, I'm trying to look on my notes to see what the number is of how many. Oh, I think this one it says. Um, you well, this is older, but you've donated about two million dollars to a billion almost partners. Three, almost sorry, three two, million two, dollars. Almost three. So million you've donated dollars. three million dollars just yeah. by this, just by people yeah. making a review. Yeah. You give them money, they don't. Oh That's my right. god! And there's yeah. so many ways. This is talk about win-win. There's like ten wins here. <laughs> like there's no, there's no, no wins. Yeah. No wins, yeah. not winning. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really, it's, and we've brought a great group of people together around the world. You know, I mean, we've helped, we've helped people in Argentina and South Africa go vegan and, you know, it's, it's such a beautiful thing. We just need to grow and we need the entire movement, the vegan movement and the sustainability movement around the world. You know, we need people like Jesse and all of her friends to really get behind the billion and, you know, and, and, and help, not so one of the things that a billion is you know we talked about helping a billion people go vegan the other billion is how do we build a business how do we build an incredible technology business that one day donates that will have donated a billion dollars to create impact around the world how do we become this incredible instrument for a change billion dishes a billion products a billion people you know all kind of at the intersection of this movement of, of the global sustainability movement and the vegan movement. I'm just, I'm really, I'm so moved by this because I, you just rarely see something that has so many benefits. You just, I don't, I can't think of any companies really that do even if you look at like the Patagonias or something, you know, people kind of focus in one area. I don't even know how you're focusing on so many areas. Um, But you are, and, and, and you also have raised a lot of capital. And now I just have to ask this, other, so you just had an equity. I don't. I don't, I'm try, I don't know if I'll be able to use the correct terminology here, but crowdfunding. Crap. Well, I guess it is crowdfunding for a business, which I didn't know that that was a thing that you could do. But I, I'm sorry I missed that because when you do it again, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> jump in with both feet. Oh, thank you. So, yeah, yeah. We, we did. We did. Um, you know, we did something. We wanted to. We didn't. We didn't know how how it would work out. We'd never done anything like this. But just you know, we of course reward our members, our community yeah. with equity with, for the people that post content. And then for, um, for the rest of the community, we wanted to give them an, uh, an ability uh, to, to sort of invest into, into the business. Um, so mm-hmm. we, did a, we, we launched this earlier this year and we closed it at the end of April. And yeah. the campaign was open for three months. And over the course of the three months, we raised about a half a million 
dollars, um, which was great because it was like 300 people that ended up investing wow. anywhere between. And it was amazing. We had, we had people investing. We had teenagers and college students investing $100. Um, we had, you know, people in Argentina invest, making their first investment. We had people, so many people making their very first and only investment that they've ever made. Um, we had a lot of people investing a thousand dollars and we had, so we had the range was a hundred dollars all the way to a hundred thousand dollars. We had one person really? that I had no idea who they were. They invested a really? thousand dollars. Yeah. It's, yeah. it feels so good to invest hard. in something that you care so that you have such an alignment with, you know, it's hard to do. It's hard to find a company where you feel like all your, your morals and your values and your goals and your dreams are aligned, you know? And so you can see where where kids have put in a hundred dollars. Of course you'd want to do that. That's, that's it's, very exciting. It's a big responsibility. No. You know, I, I yeah, I'd it say is. for anyone listening, I, I was, when I, when I went out, one of the things that was really, I felt in my thirties, I felt this calling as I was getting ready to start a very different kind of business, um, yeah. you know, where I spent my, I spent my whole life in a completely different industry. And as I was getting, taking, getting ready to take the next step in that industry, I just really felt a calling that what if I could connect mm. my work and my values and my purpose in life and going vegan had become sort of this incredibly inspiring part of my life. And I wanted yeah. to just introduce that to everyone. And I wanted to make that easier. I will say that it comes with a huge responsibility when you connect your work, your values, your personal life into everything. It also then come at, and you know, and then, then you, you know, we do things like we raise money from our community. It, it does create a huge amount of responsibility that I have to take very seriously um, you, you remind me when, as you're speaking, you remind me of the very first person I had on the podcast, which was Lynn twist, who talks about making a giant commitment to something so big that it just, it sort of owns you. And it tells you what to do every minute of the day. And it helps you make your decisions, helps you get up in the morning. Um, and it, that's what you've done. You just, you made this giant commitment and you, and you put it out there for the world to see you, you gave it a number, you gave it a tangible goal. And I think people want to kind of help, help someone reach that when they do it. There's some kind of a boldness and courage and naming a number a billion, especially such an audacious number, you know, it's like, it's an audacious goal. So um, I, I don't know, you've created a lot of goodwill. Um, one last thing I wanted to say about when I made, because I just want to keep talking about this, um, this app, because what, what I really hadn't thought about before is that you ask these questions about like, well, how was their, you know, was it, how was their packaging and how, you know, is it a, is it a woman owned business or a lot of social value questions that were brought up when you go, oh, like, oh, I don't know. I never thought to ask that restaurant that, but now I will like, it, as I go into someplace, yeah. I'll think, who does own this? Is this corporate yes. owned? Is this a mom and pop? Yes. Is this yes. LGBTQ owned? You know, is this something that yes. I want to support with yes. my dollars? So it, it goes so yes. far beyond the, the veganism. That's just like one component. That's sort of like you're drawing, but I, it's all connected. It is all connected. It's really, I'm, I'm so excited about it. If you can't tell. So it really is all connected. And, and I think that we have an opportunity to, you know, to think about really what, what we put on our plate, can create so much impact for so many things. There's so much opportunity around what we put at the front of what we put on our plates 
It is connected to, you know, the United Nations has these 17 sustainability development goals. And I tell people mm -hmm. every single one of these can be tackled by if we just think about what's on our plate. It is such a big opportunity, such a small change and such a big opportunity to fix, alleviate and transform the world. Well, you're helping us all do that. And, uh, you know, I, all, all the respect for that because it, it, it isn't that easy. And the more that you can get more people doing it and you're surrounding, you're changing the culture, the easier it is. So, um, you're, you're definitely doing that. And I, I appreciate that. Um, because this has been really educational, really inspiring. And, um, I, I hope we can spread this uh, conversation around and, and hope, hopefully a lot of people listen. And I would encourage everyone to download onto their phones. If nothing else, it's just fun. You know, it's just fun to see what's out there. And so um, it's called A Billion, just like it sounds. I'll put links on it in the show notes. And the other good thing is that it shows up first when you do an app search on your phone. It's the first thing that always comes up. A billion was a good name that for you that way. I don't know if you noticed Thank that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's funny you say Just that. A, whenever I whenever I speak at a conference, a billion is always listed as the first company, you know. Uh, I thought you that. must have planned that. Uh, I thought that's maybe why you said I, I a billion instead of one billion. You didn't. Well, I, some things I you got lucky I with. Didn't. I didn't, huh, but, okay. um, but you know, it, it's, anyway. it, thank you. Thank you so much. If, if you, if anyone's interested in the, you know, you, you download the app, please uh, just type in my first name V for Victor, I K A S, uh, Vikas as your invitation code. Um, and you'll get your first dollar to donate to save a life. Oh, um, okay. On us. So, yeah. Awesome. Because thank you so much. Keep going. I can't wait to see where you guys, where you're headed next. So we'll be thank following you so much, along. Deborah. Take care. Thank you, Deborah. Right. Bye-bye. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye.